G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When people are giving us a hard time, what we want is to sort them out. We we want to be vindicated, justified. We want to win. But sometimes, the more we hang on to that hope, the harder it gets. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today on the program, we're going to be taking another look at your more difficult relationships from a different perspective. I was staying with a couple recently on a ministry trip to New Zealand, and they were about my age, and as I got talking to them, I discovered that they'd been bungee jumping. Now, if you're not a Kiwi, you may not know this, but it's the New Zealanders who invented bungee jumping, (laughs) and I reckon it's nuts. You walk out onto this bridge, they tie a big elastic band around your feet, and you jump off and plummet hundreds of feet headfirst down to the ground, only to be stopped in the nick of time by this big elastic band. And for this, this privilege of of sheer and utter terror, you pay the bungee jump operators a tidy sum of money. So uh, why do they want to do this? I mean, what exactly do they get out of this? The bottom line for me is that jumping off a bridge headfirst is unnatural. It's nuts. What do you think? Now, I'm not knocking the bungee jumpers or the Kiwis. God bless them. But me, I hate heights. I like terra firma. The more firma, the less terror. On our honeymoon, my wife Jackie and I went to the South Island of New Zealand and we stayed in the beautiful Queenstown up in the mountains where bungee jumping started. And we went out to this place, the AJ Hackett Centre, um, which is a bridge over the Shotover River. And I stood there looking at this from a distance, you know, on the on the land, and I thought, yeah, well, maybe I could give this a try. You know, maybe I could, well, you know, I'm only here once. I should give it a spin. So I walked out onto the bridge and I looked down to the river 43 metres below. Now, doesn't sound like much until you're standing on that bridge. And I have to tell you, 43 metres is a long way. I looked down. My knees turned to jelly, and I thought, there is no way I could let them tie that elastic band to my feet and then step off into no man's land and rock it down towards the earth. No way. It is just so unnatural. <laughs> Today and for the rest of this week, we're talking about another pretty scary situation in life, when people are plotting against us. Now, you see this a lot in life. I've seen it a lot. I, I was a consultant in the IT industry and I've worked in you know, a couple hundred organisations across the world. And the politics of organisations, I tell you, is just brutal. People are always plotting against other people. And sometimes I've had to give the hard advice. I mean, this senior manager isn't up to it. You have to get him out of here or your project will fail. It's tough. I mean, a couple of people lost their jobs because of me. It was humiliating for them, it was painful for them, but it had to happen. When something like that is happening, we inevitably have this sense. When we're on the receiving end, we sense something's going on. 
We, we always know deep in our hearts. And, and that brings fear. See, it's that fear of the outcome. It's the fear of, what if I step off this bridge and plummet down and the elastic band breaks or it's too long? What will happen to me? What if, what if I lose my job? What if my friends reject me? What if I can't pay my mortgage because I've lost my job? What if, what if I'm alone? What, what if? And what we do is we imagine all the worst outcomes. We imagine that somehow all these different bad options will happen to us all at the same time. Over the last few days, we've looked at a man who went through that. King David, he was the king of Israel around about 1000 BC. He spent years on the run before he actually became king in fear of his life. He had to fight many, many battles to preserve his kingdom. And every now and then, it got to him. The intrigues of men and the accusing tongues and and people's ridicule and rejection. Over the last few days, we saw how he reacted. He had a really human response. You see, this isn't something in the Bible. It's in Psalm 31. It's not something where there's some great theoretical response and we should all be like David. David was a man and it got to him and, and he was in anguish and pain and he was hurting. But in the middle of all that distress and and dejection and fear, in the middle of all that, he puts his trust in God. And you know, when it's scary, there's something unnatural about it. And the scarier it is, the more threatened we are, the more it's like this bungee jumping thing. Trusting in God, someone we can't see, is like stepping off that bridge. It's downright unnatural, plain and simple. Let's go back to Psalm 31 today and see how David put it in what effectively is his prayer. It's him talking to God about it. He says, Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, God, lead me and guide me. Free me from the traps that are set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Now that's a line, that last line, into your hands I commit my spirit, that you may just recognize. That is the last thing that Jesus said when he was dying on the cross. His last breath, he said, into your hands I commit my spirit. He prayed and then he died. And it was a gruesome and a painful death. He was beaten and brutalized and he hung on that cross in excruciating pain and he died of suffocation as his chest simply couldn't breathe anymore. He was rejected and deserted by everyone. Yet he still, in spite of all of that, committed himself into his father's hands. You know why that's so unnatural? Because we want a good outcome. You see, when when people are plotting against us, we want to win. When people are plotting against us, we want to be vindicated and we want to come out on top. We want to believe God for victory and success. We have this picture of success and nothing less will do from God. But Jesus was about to die. He he was about to to pass into the worst possible outcome for any man or woman. And he committed himself into God's hands and trusted in God. That is a huge difference because he let go of the outcome. Into your hands I commit my spirit, he prayed, and then he died. He left it to God. Whatever God would bring. Remember, if if you've read the story in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if, if this suffering could somehow pass from me, take it away. But not my will. Let your will be done. And he passed through death before he rose again. 
When people are plotting against us, real peace only comes when we commit ourselves and the outcome into God's hands. You know, sometimes there's still some suffering to be had along the way. Sometimes there's going to be failure. Sometimes we're going to fall flat on our faces. Sometimes there's loss ahead. Peace comes when we step off the bridge and leave the outcome in God's hands. When we accept whatever his will is, then the peace comes. We, we want to hang on to our position or our friends or our promotion or, or whatever it is. Maybe God has a plan to lead us into some wilderness for a time. Maybe God has a plan for us to experience loss for a time. To shape us, to mould us, to mature us, to polish us. And it might hurt terribly. We can't always tell what he's up to when we're in the middle of that. Peace comes when we say, Father, I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but into your hands I commit my spirit, no matter what the cost, no matter what the outcome, as long as it's yours, Lord. Then we have peace. with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.